today we're talking, we're, uh, we're in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, the parable of the wedding banquet. Man, the gospel is good news. When we preach the gospel, it brings joy. It's a celebration. It's rejoicing. It's, it's thanksgiving, you know, that, that people need to give when they hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But many times, you know, it's a burden. It's a hassle to have to sit there and listen when we go on and we ask people if they want to talk about Jesus Christ. And they tell us, well, I might have a few minutes, you know, but I'm in a hurry. You know, and that's not how we need to take Jesus Christ and how people should react to the gospel of Christ. But sometimes as, as Christians, when we preach the gospel, that's how we make it seem like it's a burden. Like, man, now i got to tell them about Jesus, you know. And we, you know, we can be scared about their reaction and how it's going to be. But this is good news. Guys, this is amazing news when we preach the gospel, when people hear the word of God and they're able to know and understand, you know, the, the fact that they are a sinner and there is someone who, will, who came down and died on the cross to atone for their sin. So we're going to read the parable of the wedding banquet. Are you there? Okay. It says, Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged, and he sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The the wedding banquet is ready, but those I have invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners, invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. For many are invited but few are chosen. Come on. That gets me. Many are invited, but few are chosen. How many know that that God gives everyone an opportunity to come to him? That the gospel, the invitation is for all. That he sent his servants out to preach the gospel, to get his children to come into the, to the, to the, to the banquet, to the feast, where there's rejoicing, where there's a celebration. Where there's, you know, um, the father ready to rejoice over the wedding that his son is about to have. And who is the, who is the father here in this story? The king. Come on. God the father. Who is the son? What's his name? Jesus Christ. Who, who are, are they inviting? Us. The servants. You could say the servants are the first disciples who went out, who preached the gospel. And were persecuted. And were tortured, you know, when they went out and they invited the servants. 
But the king, even though that they were refused and people rejected, the king was persistent. He continued to send out both sermons, and now for both good and bad. See, when the Jews didn't want to receive the gospel, he said, go get all of them. Then the gospel was for the Jews and the Gentiles, for both you and I, of every color, of every race, even those in other religions right now. The gospel is for them, and the gospel is for the world. And the king wants all to come. And the king is sending out his servants. Let's turn to Revelations 19, 7 through 9. We're talking about the wedding banquet. It says, let us rejoice and be glad. Give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Then the angel said to me, Right, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. Come on, when you're invited to a wedding, it's a privilege. When we were all invited to Jessica's wedding, it was a privilege because we know that weddings are not cheap. We know that they're expensive. Come on, we know it costs something. She put hard work into it. And then when you are invited to a wedding, it costs somebody something and it's a privilege to come amen it's a privilege to be invited and when you say no to an invitation like that it's disrespectful but yet it's even more disrespectful when you show up unprepared and for this wedding banquet that jesus is having that god the father is having for us he's saying i'm inviting you and what you need to do is come prepared and i'm going to help you in this i'm going to give you what is it fine linen Bright and clean was given her to wear. Come on, he's given us a cloak. And what is this? It's righteousness. The cloak is a cloak of righteousness that he's waiting for us to put on, to receive. See, he invites us and he gives us the righteousness to wear, to put on. But it's our choice whether or not we want to put it on. Amen? See, this man here, and we go back to Matthew 22. He came. Somebody preached the gospel to him. Somebody, somebody shared with him the good news, and he came, and he sat there, and he waited for the king. But when the king came and was expecting, you know, was expecting to see his children ready and waiting without blemish, without, you know, fault, living holy with a, with a cloak of righteousness, he said he was not prepared. Let's read that again. It says, but when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed the man he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. There's people who are at the wedding banquet right now, and they're waiting. They're in the church right now, and they're waiting, and they're coming in, and they think they're okay just waiting, but they're not ready because they do not have the cloak of righteousness. And when the king comes to expect, inspect, when the king comes and is ready to take his children in, are you ready and are you wearing your cloak of righteousness, your robe? Are you prepared? Have you prepared yourself for the king, for this wedding, which is a celebration? See, many in the people in this world think, as long as I go to church, I'm okay. And that is a lie. You are not okay by coming into the church and filling up a seat. By putting your money into the offering bucket, you are not okay and you are deceiving yourself. We deceive ourselves thinking that we can provide our own cloaks of righteousness. 
thinking that we can earn our own cloaks by serving, by helping out in the cafe, by cooking and cleaning and offering our services unto people. Praise God for the talents that God has given us, but we cannot earn our righteousness. He hands it to us. He gives it to us. He prepares the wedding banquet. He invites you. Come on, God is always inviting. Remember in Isaiah when he's inviting the thirsty? He's inviting us. It's a privilege to come to him. But there's excuses also that are given. There's work. Come on, in our society, in our culture, it's a lie, you know, to say that we're not busy. We are a busy people. We are constantly on the go. Everything is fast, 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 go, go, go. We have work. We have family, friends. Those are reasons why people don't come to Christ. Come on, when we go out to Wicker Park, we say, can we talk to you? Sorry, got to go. I'm going to dinner. Sorry, got to go. I have to go to work. I'm going home. I got to go. I got to go. Other people say no because of anger. Come on, it says right here that one, he went to his field, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. Some people don't want to stop for the gospel because they are angry. And all they want to do is persecute, and all they want to do is yell back insults. The world is angry, and those are the excuses that they give for not coming and not accepting the free gift of salvation. It's as if we're asking them to jump off a cliff. Come on now, we're offering them an invitation to come to Christ, to enjoy the feast, to enter into his rest. It's a beautiful thing. But then when we lead them and we, and we bring them to the church, we have to tell them, okay, now he's going to sanctify you. Now he's going to show you how to live like him, how to look like him, how to look like a child. Because how dare we enter into the wedding banquet without being prepared? He will have his house filled. Come on. God Almighty will receive praise. He will receive the reward of his suffering. Jesus Christ will the answer. The question is, will you be there? And who are you taking with you? See, the, the people around us help prepare us. We have disciples around us, people who are pouring into us and, and telling us, you know what? Here's what God is offering you. God is offering you peace. God is offering you holiness, purity right now. Take off the cloak that you have. Come on, some of us are wearing anger. Some of us are wearing just uh, unholiness, impure thoughts we have going on. We're, we're, we're wearing bitterness. We're wearing lust. We're wearing pride. Come on, pride is a big thing in the Christian community. You guys believe that? Pride is a huge thing in the, in the Christian community. I'm better than so-and-so. My ministry is better. I have a bigger congregation. I'm doing more for Jesus. What are you doing? Pride is huge in the Christian community. What cloak are you wearing, and what is Jesus asking you to take off today? Are you wearing your cloak of righteousness today because he wants you to wear it? He wants you to look bright and clean for him without blemish when he comes back. One of the scariest things to me is to read in the gospel that many are called who are chosen. And before I knew and, under, and, and read this passage and I just heard someone say the scripture, I, I didn't understand how they weren't chosen. And I said, God, why won't you choose them? What if they come to you? And they, but that's not the thing. God is calling everyone. Few are chosen because they're not prepared. Few are chosen because they reject the sanctification that God wants to do in their lives. So if that's you tonight, if you're dealing and you're struggling with things and you're trying to do this, 
walk with Jesus on your own and you're sitting at the banquet hall and you're just standing still and there is no fruit in your life, in your character, God's saying, take off the mask. Take off the dirt. Wash yourself. Put on my cloak of righteousness. So if we turn to Proverbs 11.4, says, wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Come on, nothing in this world can deliver us but the righteousness of God. The righteousness of the blameless makes a straight way for them, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness is what he wants to give us. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot study enough to gain righteousness. It's free. It comes with salvation, but it's your choice. Do you want it? Do you want to go all the way with Jesus, or do you want to fool yourself and and believe that you're saved, believe that you're okay with just going to church and just being um, going to a, a Wednesday Bible study, or do you want it all? It's all the way for the king. And how do we do that? Through, through faithfulness. Today, decide in your heart that no matter where you are, if you've been living for Jesus for 10 years, or you've been living for him for 10 minutes, you are going to remain faithful to the very end. It's a decision that you make every day when you wake up. Every day when you wake up, we have a choice. Am I going to live for you, yes or no? Whether you think about it, whether you actually say the words, you make the choice because every day we're faced with temptation. Every day we're faced with tests, and we have a choice. Do we decide in our hearts today that I'm going to live for you for the rest of my life? And then we have a continual life of devotion. Without devotion, without prayer, without reading of the scriptures and being filled continuously, we have nothing. We will fall away. We will get weak. We need a continual life of devotion that nothing in this world will ever take from us. We need to have a guarded devotional life. Where we say, you know, not my husband, not my boyfriend or my girlfriend will take this from me. Not my job, Lord, this is your time. I come and I meet with you today because if I don't, I will fall. Come on, Jesus told his disciples, pray so that you do not fall into temptation. What do you think he's telling us today? It does not matter how long we've, we've been walking with him. It does not matter because the devil, the enemy is ready and waiting to tear us apart. And number four is transparency. That's a hard one. That's hard to let the world know who we really are. It's hard to let the women around me know who I really am. It's hard to take off the mask, right? Gentlemen, it's hard to show a sign of weakness. It's hard, but we need transparency within the body of Christ within brothers and sisters, so that we can help each other. We can correct, encourage, and rebuke each other. Come on, guys, those things are not too pleasant. Correct and rebuke, but we need them. We need to have the transparency in our life. Because if we don't, we're walking around with a mask, and you never leave room for someone to encourage you. You never leave room for for God to use somebody else in your life to push you, to encourage you to be all that you can be for Jesus Christ. If you're struggling... In, in your faith, if you're doubting, 
If you're lazy, be transparent. Come on, we always focus on the same sins, you know, alcohol, drugs, sexual perversion, all that stuff. What about laziness? Come on. Can you admit that you're lazy? Can you admit that you love to watch TV more than you love to pray? That's hard. Can you admit that you are not praying as much as you used to be when you first came to Christ? That is hard to do. But we are here to encourage one another. We are here to keep each other on the straight and narrow for Jesus. Amen? So today, my question to you is, have you accepted the invitation, number one? And number two, are you wearing that cloak of righteousness? And if you are, praise God. Praise God for brothers and sisters in this room. But make sure you hold on to it. Because the devil, your enemy, is prowling around like a roaring lion ready to devour you and me. So let's stay strong. Let's be encouraged. Let's say, Lord, I thank you and I rejoice in my salvation like we were singing earlier. I rejoice that I have been worthy where you thought that I was worthy enough to come to your wedding, to come to the feast. You have made me worthy enough to come, Lord, and enter into your rest. Let us rejoice. Throughout our days, throughout our weeks, let us not just go through the mundane, but say, I am saved, and one day I will enter your rest, Lord. One day I will be before your glory. One day, Lord, I will worship you for the rest of eternity. One day, Lord, this life is temporary. The struggles that I go through, my weaknesses one day will just pass away, and I will be with you. Amen? God is good. And we're going to the feast. Amen? And we're taking everybody with us. We're taking everyone in this room, whether we go kicking and screaming, we are going. Amen? Encourage each other daily. Have discipleship. Be transparent. Call each other throughout the week, brothers. Call each other. Encourage each other. Send each other text messages. Get off of Facebook, people. (laughs) That goes for a lot of people. Get off of Facebook, guys. Get off the TV. Get off the couch. Come on. Start calling some people you haven't called in your phone book and encourage them and say, I haven't seen you in a while. I don't know if you're living for Jesus, but I'm telling you that he's inviting you to a a banquet. And it's not a terrible thing. And it's not a punishment. But it's a celebration that's going to take place, and I want you to come. I'm not going to tell you that you're going to hell and you're going to burn for eternity. I'm going to tell you that you're going to miss out on the banquet. I'm telling you that you're going to miss out on the party that we're going to have in heaven. I'm telling you that you're not going to be with the king. And that's sad. You know, we can use the fear factor to get people to Christ. That's not what it's about. If we're going to come to Christ out of fear, then what is the point? We're coming to him to worship him, to love him, to adore him, to give him praise because he is worthy. Not because we're afraid of hell. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you, dear God, that we are going, dear God, and we will be in your presence, Lord, when it is time, Lord. We will rejoice in our salvation, King. We will rejoice, dear God, that you are clothing us, Lord, that we will be ready without blemish, Lord. We will be clothed in fine linen, bright and clean. Hallelujah, because it's by your grace, it's by your mercy, Lord, that we have been called that we have been spared, Lord, that we will not face the weeping and the gnashing of the teeth. King, we thank you, Lord, for sparing our lives. 
We thank you, King, for the strengthening that you give us every day when we walk with you, Lord. Now I pray that in this room there would be a life of devotion, Lord, that nothing and no one in this world would steal it from us. Lord, I pray that in this place we would be faithful to you, that we would declare, Lord, in the heavens and here on earth that we are yours forever. We are yours forever, and we will worship you to the end of our days. And I declare in this room that there would be transparency, that we would be honest with ourselves and with our brothers and sisters around us. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us. Speak to us, King. Encourage us through our brothers and our sisters. Father, I bind up slander and gossip in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to loose this church in Jesus' name. Lord, I declare pure hearts, genuine hearts that would only speak truth and words of encouragement for one another. In the name of Jesus, let us be a young generation, Lord, of holiness, of righteousness, King. Hallelujah, Jesus. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Convict our hearts of our ways, Lord. If we've gotten comfortable sitting there, Lord. If we've gotten comfortable in sin, if we've gotten comfortable, Lord, in front of the computer, in front of the TV. Convict our hearts, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would encourage us, that you would spur us on to do everything and anything to go forth, Lord, and invite your children to this beautiful bank. Spur us on. Convict us, Lord, if we are letting our talents, Lord, just waste away. You said you didn't care if your servants were being persecuted. You didn't care if they were being tortured, Lord. But you said, go out. You sent more out, Lord. You didn't care because you wanted your children so bad. And their temporary suffering here on this earth did not matter because they would receive an eternal glory when they would be with you, Lord. So that is us today. He is sending us out. So if you're right with Jesus, if you're loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind, he is calling you to go forth and invite people. Invite the hungry. Invite the thirsty. And if those around you do not want Christ, go out into the streets. Go out into the projects. Go out into the alleys. Go out into the dark places that you would not be expected to be. He is telling you, go out because my house will not be empty. Holy Ghost, convict us, spur us on, encourage us, fill us up with so much that we cannot contain it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, have your way with the breakout groups, Lord. Be glorified and exalted always. Lord, I pray that testimonies would be shared and your name would be lift, lifted up high, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a